0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome to Daily Thunder for this week, and this is a Daily Thunder associated with Eric's sermon called, When a Pastor Leads a Double Life. And as I listened to it, reviewed it, and, and went over it these past few days, I had a couple of thoughts, and the first one was that it's not just for pastors. This is for anybody who has any kind of a leadership role in particular, and in general, it's for any Christian. And one of the reasons I say that is because if you look at the qualifications in Scripture for being a leader, for example, in Second Timothy or in First Timothy three and Titus one, it basically gives those qualifications as the reasonable expectations of anyone to whom has been granted everything that pertains to life and godliness. So it's describing the way we all as Christians should be. In other words, it's describing the normal Christian life. You may have heard me mention that before, that usually when we think about the normal Christian life, we think about what we see around us as normal, and then we see those few that are up there. Oh, they're the leaders. They're the ones who are this way. They're the ones who appeared in Hebrews 11 in the Hall of Faith and the heroes. No, those are the normal ones. We're the ones that need to aspire to that and gain that. And so the qualifications for a leader are simply a description of the normal Christian life. And the reality is that the double life of a double-minded man makes him unstable in all of his ways. So some of the thoughts that I had about this that were kind of intriguing, this being talking about a double double life and a double-minded man, first of all, The things that God has joined together, man should never separate. That's from Matthew 19, verse 6. And it's talking specifically there about marriage. But I propose that we could apply that to family. God's intent is not to separate parents from children. His intent is that they be together. And brothers and sisters, God didn't intend that they separate from each other or that they be separated. Um, The church, we're even told in Hebrews 10, that the church is not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. So there are those who are calling themselves Christians who think that the normal right thing to do is to separate. In other words, to take apart what God has joined together. And then I thought of some other ones that are really interesting. Remember in Psalms when it says mercy and truth have kissed each other? That means that mercy and truth are not to be separated because they were joined by God. How about um, truth and love? In Ephesians 4, it says that the way that we grow is by speaking the truth in love to one another. So truth and love are to be joined together. There's not to be a separation between those in our lives. Mercy and judgment says that mercy triumphs over judgment. Not that they're they're separated, but that they are together with mercy in triumph over the judgment. And here's the last one that's really kind of fun. In James, it says that faith without works is dead. And in that verse then, what we get is God joining faith and works together. And so often, we're tempted to take those apart. Say, no, we're, saved. we're not saved by works, we're saved by, by faith. Well, actually, James says that the way that you identify saving faith is that it is joined to works. The next thing that I thought about was that the things that God has separated, man ought not to put together. I don't know if you noticed, if we're talking about a double-minded man or a double life, double means two things. And so we're talking about those two things that are either intended by God to be separated, or those two things that are intended by God to be put together. So we looked at the ones that are that are together, The things that God has separated, man should not put apart. The things that God has separated, man should not put together. And this is called mixture. And in the book of Deuteronomy in particular, chapter 22, verses 9 and 11, it points out that the Jews were not supposed to mix seed when they sowed their vineyards. They were not to mix uh, certain kinds of foods together. They were not to mix certain kinds of fabric together when they dressed. And it says, because God hates mixture. On the other hand, we know that when God put man and woman together, they became one. And that's the difference between a marriage and a mixture. So some of the things that God has separated that man should not put together are things like good and evil. We can't mix those together. Truth and error, light and darkness, God and idols. I don't know if you remember, in 2 Kings 17.41, it made a comment about the the people who grew up in the area that we now know was Samaria. And they had gone there when Israel was moved out. The king that captured Israel moved a group of people in to inhabit the land. And because they had so many problems... He sent some priests from Israel in to teach them how to appease God. And they are described in the last verse of chapter 17, 2 Kings 17, verse 41, as people who served God and worshipped idols. They mixed two things together that God never intended them to mix together. Also, there's believers and unbelievers. If we look at 2 Corinthians 6:15 6, and 16, it says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Does unbelief have with belief? Does the infidel have with the believer? And that's a rhetorical question. The answer is none. And yet, we see that as a legitimate thing to put that back together, even though God has said, no, separate it. Separate it. Now, if we look at what happened to Israel when they tried to do this, we find in, uh, that it's described in Romans 2, verse 24. It says, Because of you, the heathen, have blasphemed the name of the Lord. And you look at the things that they did. They served God and worshipped idols. And it says, Because of that, the heathen blasphemed the name of the Lord. So my question now for us today, with reference to this uh, sermon when a pastor leads a double double life, what do we do on a regular basis that makes it so the heathen are encouraged and comfortable, blaspheming the name of the Lord? They're even uh, provoked to it. And when we begin to look at the, the answer to this, the answer is interesting. The answer is in Psalm 51:6. If you remember, David had just re- was in the midst of repenting from his double life. He was in the midst of repenting from his the violation of his vows when he killed Uriah and took uh, Uriah's wife Bathsheba to be his bride. And in Psalm 51:6. It says, God desires truth in the inner man. So if we realize what we're talking about here, a double-minded man who leads a double life is unstable in all of his ways. Psalm 51.6 says, the solution is to have truth in your innermost man. This is the only antidote for the double life of a double-minded man. So as you listen to this and remember what it was about there, and think about your own life, take heed to yourself. Notice yourself. Even appeal to others to point out, where am I inconsistent in my life? Where am I a hypocrite in my life? So that's my encouragement for you. the, The way that I'd like to provoke your thoughts So God bless you guys. I appreciate you and look forward to being able to share with you again soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellersley campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.